Hello and welcome back to EastEnders Weekly, your weekly podcast all about EastEnders. So we're discussing episodes from the 24th to the 28th of September this week. Hello, Alex. Hello, Ben. Have you had a nice week? (laughs) You've been enjoying the late summer sun and the early autumn sunshine. Well, I've been watching a lot of EastEnders. We've been watching a lot of EastEnders this week, haven't we? I've gone through the 80s, some Mm -hmm. of the 90s and current (laughs) All for all for you guys out there, the listeners of the show. No, I'm just watching it round. I'm just watching the '90s ones, just just for your own entertainment. Yeah. I get I, I get in a hole in YouTube mm. when you watch one video, and it just um, it's a wormhole, a loop. It is. You do. I, you find one, and then I you... go from Pat to Pauline to Peggy to <laughs> all the P's. to remixes. It's Paul Truman. <laughs> the very good. Re- I showed you that remix of the "You Bitch, You Cow" song. You did. You showed it to me about three times it's good isn't it it's, it's good, like it's, good. It. it's got a nice tune to it it reminds me of um that video they had the master chef with greg wallace mm. when he kept saying wobble 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 yeah. wobble it's really good yes yeah, all fun so look it up if you can you bitch you cow extenders remix you could always put the link on our twitter i will i will because it's funny when the earrings go so um yeah i mean i've been watching old amazing episodes of EastEnders because this week I've not been a huge fan I mean I don't think it's been a bad week parts per of it, se, no. but it, it's there's I, I the problem issues. is it, there's been issues and a lot of the issues have been something they've been gravitating around a lot this week which was the whole prison storyline yes that's and, where we're starting this mm, week I think I mean it's had a lot of fans of this storyline because I've been seeing on YouTube and on Twitter and a lot of people actually have been enjoying it but mm, it's equal, a bit 50 yeah think. an equal amount of people have seen it for the camp <laughs> over the top value that it's become. I mean unfortunately we're both on the more negative I think we, are on this one. we have to be a bit divisive I think we have to yeah we can't always be uh, happy I mean, it's not all bad so um obviously we know that Mick is now in prison he is for crimes of shooting Stuart half Highway, and um, it's the same prison we talked about last week. What coincidence that was! It was almost as if we planned it. <laughs> um, when Dirty Den was in prison, um, so Mick is here. New set. Do you want to talk about the set for a little bit? Well, yes. Um, <laughs> and the uniforms. Yeah, well, fresh out of the bag. Fresh out of the bag. You can see the creases in all the uh, joggers. Even the like prisoners <laughs> who have been there for like fifteen years. They're, like have the brand cleanest new... prison uniform yeah. you've ever seen in history. But it kind of matched the whole scene because it was also the cleanest prison mm. I have ever seen. Also, the smallest prison, apart from <laughs> like when they get five people. <laughs> yeah, but they've always. Whenever something should happen, uh, a crowd. A, Inverted commas, a crowd scene. Mm. You'd hear like a large crowd go, like yeah. that, and you'd see like two or three people kind of just hovering around. It was awful. Uh, the, the worst of that was at the end of the week when mm. Mick gets taken out of his cell by the two, and they put on like it's like a stadium full of people cheering, yeah. <laughs> and there's like two prisoners around them, like playing <laughs> pool, shaking their fists. <laughs> it's like, didn't look good. I so, mean, I was also quite upset with the whole canteen, I suppose we could call it, the, the, the mm. eating area. It just, I, I believe. It looked like they'd just gone into a school overnight. Like and the just... BBC lunch, like the, the EastEnders canteen. lunch hall. Yeah. yeah, it just it was such a it was like for such a small prison block that Mick had been put into. There was this giant, great big eating area. But again, there was only about eight or nine people there mm. eating. So it just it just always oh, really confusing. I don't know what to say. I mean, we um we obviously find out that this prison is the one that Stuart was in because he's got a few friends in there. 
Well, no, I think he's got his friends because of what he had been doing outside of prison because he was at juvenile prison, wasn't he, Stuart? Mm. But I think when he left prison and he started doing his pedo hunting, he... Yeah, he sends the pedos in and then he sort of tells the top dog that this person I've sent in is in for... But I'm presuming the top dog has got in touch with him and and kind of congratulated him for a job well done because it Mm. just gives him something to poke and prey upon. Mm. I mean, the top dog... The oh dear. <laughs> the top dog, Fraser Phillips. Yeah, because there's a few characters we're introduced to there's in the Bob, prison. There's Bob, Bob who is Mick's like friendly ish yeah. um, cellmate. Well, he is friendly. He's he's guided. He took his well, hand. He's guided him. Is he through... friendly? Because he's in there for a horrible well, crime. He's in there for yes, an unfriendly reason. But mm-hmm. he's t- as he said as, as he said himself, he's done his time. He's paid his dues to society and he's due to come out really soon. Mm. So everything that Mick does to him after he gave him his friendly introduction yes. was quite uh, unfair, really. Um, you got Fingers. Fi- we love Fingers. He's Fingers, fingers is because... He, he's um, well cast because he does look grotty. He looks grotty. He's got kind of, he looks unwashed, a bit yeah, skank. Spotty. His fingers are like tobacco <laughs> stained and he likes to stick them in people's food and has a nice taste. Presumably, he also likes sticking it into. Now, where did he get the nickname "the fingers" from? Do you think? Well, because... what does he like sticking it into? What are you going to say? Sorry. Well, <laughs> prisoners' wives, <laughs> perhaps. But I think fingers. I think it's a much more innocent reason why his name is fingers, and that is. I had the theory that he might be called fingers because he's in for shoplifting or theft. So pickpocket, five finger discount. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. He likes poking food. We've seen that. <laughs> He also d- talks in he likes tongues. Licking like pictures of Linda. <laughs> yes, because when he licked <laughs> when he licked the picture of Linda, I thought to myself, "Well, oh, careful, you're going to get yourself a paper cut." I mean, I couldn't understand half the things he was saying. Actually. He was talking in tongues. He a was. Lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. When Fraser would talk to him directly, um, he would just be like, <laughs> like, "All right." It's like all of them are mumbling. All these men in prison, they're all mumbling. Mm. I have to keep turning the subtitles on to like <laughs> get a grasp of what's going on. And then yeah, we have the top dog who is Fraser. Yes. And then that's about it. And there's like a few like thugs, but they're just like extras, I think. I mean, like as his, his crew. His crew, that's it. And every, 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 basically they just kind of nod and look at him and agree with him and yeah. stuff they're like that. They're the muscle. He's the brains. Fraser. Fraser's obviously showing he's very calm, collected. He listens to classical music. <laughs> he likes to care for plants. He's uh, mm. wears glasses at the end of his nose. I mean, when he started at the beginning of the week, mm-hmm. I, I had my doubts on whether. Frasier would be as threatening as perhaps we were meant to believe. I think they're trying to go with that character from Breaking Bad, the guy who owns the chicken shop. The chicken shop. Because he comes across as like nice and calm Mm. and normal. But then when you actually see what he's really like, he's like really horrible and threatening. I guess that's what they're going for because they're similar sort of casting. I guess. Like they both look quite similar. So I guess that's where they're going with that. I must say, near the end of the week, especially the big confrontation he had at the very end of the week with Mick, <laughs> I started to believe that perhaps Frasier was a bit of a threat to Mick. But at the beginning I mean, of the week... I mean, you find that in a lot of prison shows. Like the top dog is normally the, just the cleverer one, not necessarily the strongest. He's just good at manipulating everyone, isn't he, I suppose. I mean, I've, no, I've not really seen any signs of his manipulation being any good, though. He just basically tells people... Well, he doesn't people... need to manipulate now because he's already on top power. Yeah, but he has to obviously get people to be in his control mm. in order to carry out his deeds. Everything he did, everything we saw, he did himself. So he didn't really get other people to do it for him. So perhaps he likes to manage from the front. But 
Apart from the things he was asking Mick to do, which was like obviously first of all stash the drugs. Yeah, that's and, and ridiculous. It, it just didn't seem to have any control. Mm. So we obviously we get a clip of Stuart phoning someone, and we obviously find out that he's phoning Fraser, the top dog, to tell him that Mick's in prison because he's a paedophile. He's hunted him. That's what he's told Fraser, isn't it? We were led to believe. Well, no, I don't think. He, I think he said he wanted well, people yeah. to believe that yeah. he's a paedophile because he knows that obviously paedophiles get the worst deal when mm. they're in prison. I think Fraser does say that he knew all along that mm. Mick wasn't a paedophile and um, that he was just going to play with him for a couple of days, like a cat with a ball of wool. <laughs> and then, but because Mick stood up for himself a little bit, he's found himself a bit of an enemy now, um, and so he's going to carry on winding him up. And this is where the, you know, because Mick asks him for a, uh, for a mobile phone to begin with. And then he... I know, it's so stupid because he wants to wish Johnny happy birthday. Yeah, it's but... like his first day in prison. He wants he asks the top dogs to smuggle in a mobile phone for him. Mm. But, but he wants to do it in, in the privacy of his cell, I presume, because he thinks there's not going to be so much noise in the background. Yes. But then every time the scenes were played off in his cell, you could just hear in the background, nods, <laughs> or we're going to get you, Carter. And it was just, yeah. goodness me. I mean, just use the pub, the phone in the prison. But he does say that, though, in the end. He goes like, oh, I'm just going to end up using, I'm just going to use the public phone. <laughs> and then, I know, it's like, well. He's got himself in so much trouble this week for, like, no reason. But I agree with you. Everything that has happened to Mick has been Mick's own yeah. doing. And even Bob, Bob Matthews, game show host, even he says that, you know, at the very beginning of the week, do you know the best thing you can do while you're in prison? If you believe that you've not done it and yeah. you can get out. Keep your head down. Keep your head down mind your own business and just plow through mm. but Mick's like no nah, I don't want to <laughs> go straight into his cell says this is my family so he's now shown the top dog a picture of his family so that they can target people outside of prison oh this is my family this is my wife this is my daughter it's like he's actually giving <laughs> yeah. him the, this is the, their address the, the, yeah yeah this is their phone number this is their national insurance number it's like he's pl- he's giving them all the details he needs to basically threaten his family mm. outside of prison but Mick sees it as like oh this isn't my fault I don't know I don't know why this oh, is no. happening to me why is this all happening to me bob why it's like well mick you've he's done not, it to yourself you know mick is quite streetwise you think he'd be a bit more clued on in prison wouldn't you but, um, the, but then that's why Stuart took the sentence to begin with because he thought that mick couldn't cope in prison yeah. and perhaps we're maybe now they were right <laughs> maybe <laughs> absolutely 100%. well i don't know he's on his way to be top dog soon so bob saves mick from like being attacked with sugar water <laughs> hot, sugar water hot sugar water which needs a which needs a tea towel around the mug because it's that hot <laughs> just just out the kettle um so this upsets fraser the top dog um so he says mick you owe me one of my soldiers is down so you owe me so he gets him to basically smuggle drugs into the prison. Yes, by by kissing by yeah, this blonde woman. This blonde woman with who really looked, bad lipstick. Who looked a bit like Linda. <laughs> yeah, she does, yeah. Mm. Um and this woman had come to the market earlier to talk to Linda. Mm. Find out a bit of information about Ollie and where he goes to nursery and stuff. Yes. Um so yeah, she kisses Mick and passes drugs through. <laughs> you know, Mick's risking like a 10-year sentence here to do this. But Ollie's he, like first day. But he's he's doing it because he's um, as you said, he's yeah threatened. He's being threatened, and he has to do this, or else he'll get continue to be threatened. Mm. This is the thing: every time he thinks he's doing something to stop the threats, another threat comes yeah, along, <laughs> and he doesn't seem to realise that. Oh, hang on, maybe if I just stop the buck here, mm. this would stop. Did Fraser want Mick to get 
caught was that part of Fraser's plan like he wanted him to get caught with the drugs but Mick managed to take it from his mouth to his pocket yeah. in front of the guard um, turning away I think so I think that was his way of getting Mick punished mm. um, for everything and anything as you say he's got a man on the outside Stuart who's basically pulling he's essentially pulling the strings of the top dog and so Mick manages to smuggle in the drugs but because obviously the prison guards in <laughs> Dickens Hill are the worst oh, I know. in yes. history. Because he like slightly turns his head, so Mick like takes it out of his mouth and puts it in his pocket. <laughs> well, yeah, because Fraser goes, Oh, come on, pretty boy. Can yeah. you carry it up? And so Kitty Lover or well, he says something like Nancy or well, something. I did, is, is this the point when they call him Kitty Lover Carter? Probably. <laughs> um so yeah, he gets the drugs in without being punished cool. for it. He goes um, to give Fraser the drugs. Yes. But Fraser doesn't want them. Fraser wants him to then leave it in the cell so yeah, Bob can get Yeah, he wants to plant trouble. it on Bob because he, he says Bob needs to... He's near his end of his sentence and because he took out one of my soldiers, he needs to have five more years on his sentence, we think. So Mick does put them in his shoe and then the cell gets like raided. Yes. And it's like, for God's sake, Mick, this is the one guy that's actually been yeah, helpful. helpful to you. And the first thing you do is plant it on him mm. but luckily but... because of the in- ineptness of the prison system <laughs> um <laughs> just before they got to the shoe search the uh, an alarm or something went off and obviously every single guard needed to get to mm. that alarm quickly so so it, 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 bob got out of he got he got his uh get out of jail free card he there <laughs> and then found out that mick had planned to do this and sort of Mick loses him slightly as an ally, nearly, doesn't he? Well, he threatens to cut him, uh, which is never... Ear to ear. Ear to ear, which is never a nice thing to hear from someone. Maybe Bob's not that nice. Maybe he's not ready for the outside world yet. I mean, if I was Bob, I'd be pretty peed (laughs) off if someone tried to plant drugs in my shoe. Mm. So I don't blame him entirely for his threat. We must say that, meanwhile, while there's all this action is happening (laughs) inside of the prison, outside the prison, there's lots of stories bubbling along too. Yeah, Stuart being released from hospital, hospital and he's finally. got a fan in zara so he's convinced zara his daughter that um perhaps you know what he's saying is the truth so she she goes to the pub with Stuart to confront linda mm. and uh, offers them an ultimatum this ultimatum is really silly it's it's ridiculous it's, there <laughs> is there is to be fair there is no ultimatum it's basically saying it's do you want him to be in prison or do you want him to yeah. be in prison he's like if he says like I'll tell the police that Mick didn't mean to shoot me, so Richie will get him convicted of attempted manslaughter. Accidental manslaughter. And it's like, that doesn't exist. No, it really doesn't. (laughs) That's what manslaughter is. (laughs) Um, Which is stupid. Accidental murder. But he says, like, for me to do this, I want you to admit, to believe that Mick did shoot me. Mm. And it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. In Stuart's crazy little mind, I feel that he thinks that if he can get the Carters to believe him, then everyone's gone against Mick. And I think that's what yeah, he's saying doing. that is you could just say, okay, Stuart, yeah, I, I believe that he shot you. But it doesn't mean you actually do believe it. Like, no, it's just a really weird ultimatum, isn't it? It's pride though, isn't it? This is where it's all boiling down would to Would it make now. more sense if if Stuart says, I'll tell the police I shot myself and it wasn't Mick at all? If you believe, like, I don't know, it's just a really rubbish ultimatum. <laughs> yeah, but the problem with that is that... not really Stuart... gaining anything, is he, really? With Either way. The, the Carters aren't, or Mick isn't, no. No one is. No. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> the viewers. <laughs> I mean, if, if Stuart was to now go into the police station and say, oh, I put my hands up, I shot myself, then Stuart's going to end up in prison time. 
So he's never going to admit that it was him mm. who did it. Because obviously, we're jumping forward a little bit, but this week he does admit it. He admits he shot himself. The logistics well, of it. Does he? I thought no, Mick, he does. I thought Mick said to Stuart, are you shot yourself? But Stuart doesn't necessarily agree with him. He does. Mick says to shoot yourself and to get away with it, it must have taken a long time to plan. And then Stuart says longer than you can possibly know. Mm. So, he, so he doesn't technically... That is an admission. That's an admission mm. that he's, he's shot My himself. eyes are still on Whitney. <laughs> it doesn't mean that Whitney didn't help because there's a lot of theory throwing about that there must have been someone else helping. Yeah, and it still doesn't be. make sense if he shot himself. It really doesn't because how then... So why is there no blood behind the bar? And someone he, came downstairs. Yeah. And if he, if he did shoot himself in the kitchen, how did he get the gun in the ice bucket yeah. in the bar? And if he already planted it there and then shot himself, where? There's a second gun. Exactly. It's all going a bit mad. It is, including me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is when obviously Zara's with him when he's saying all this mm. to the Carters and sort of Linda looks at her and thinks, wait, there's a there's a slight look in Zara's face that doesn't quite believe her dad here. Mm. Um, so she gets the plan with halfway to say, if we get Zara on side, this will be it. So, um I think halfway does get her to come over on her own and um, Linda has a little word and tells her like a story about how she knows Stuart's ex-wife and her mum. Yeah, so she said she used to go to the same salon as her mum um, and one day she just changed and disappeared and mm. the, there was word in the salon because, you know, gossip, gossip, <laughs> uh, that she had found a new guy and he's been basically putting her down and it takes more than physical abuse. There's mm. there's words as well. Words can hurt. Yeah. And Zara basically obviously thought, well, this does reflect into what actually has had happened mm. um i know that much for sure from my father yeah but she still doesn't quite believe mm. linda so she you know in this prison we have 24 hour visiting hours oh you can just visit whenever you want you don't even, even if need... you're not on the list of <laughs> yeah. visitors you can just turn up if you're friends with big mo's ex-boyfriend yeah just pop in when you like um so zara comes to visit mick and basically has a conversation about her upbringing with him we find out about her smoking habits yes or non-smoking habits it could be and how she has started burning herself. Yeah, I think she's out of confusion and grief and not Stuart's really knowing, back in her life. Yeah, think, not really knowing what to what to make of the whole situation. Yeah. She's from being pulled from pillars of post, mm. isn't she, really? And um she sort of the whole conversation she still doesn't believe what Linda said and Mick as Mick is like walking away, he says, Oh yeah, I, that they went to the same salon. Yeah, he confirmed what yeah. Linda had said. And so it was at that point that Zara knew that they, the Carters weren't lying mm. um, and that the Carters were true people and perhaps they were the good people that they kept emphasising <laughs> and telling her they were. I mean, this this convinces Zara to basically go completely 180 and change mm. her mind about Stuart. And she finally confronts Stuart. Yeah. Uh, and this is after the phone call that Mick's had of Stuart. So Stuart's trashed his apartment. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, yes. So we're back in prison. <laughs> yeah, so we're back onto the <laughs> back prison's timescale now. Yeah. Mick is given a phone by Bob, almost as a, like a peace offering between them both. So they're, they're friends again now. They're pals. Mm -hmm. And uh, incidentally, Mick asked Bob where he can get a phone. Bob said the only person you can get it from is the top dog. Does that mean then that Bob, who has a, who has a target on his face from the top dog, got a mobile phone from the top dog who he... Or is Bob working with the top dog this whole time? Oh my goodness. Because when the um, cell was being tossed, just before the drugs were about to be found, an alarm went off and got the guards taken away. So Bob didn't get done for it. Ooh. I never thought... So this is... Bob knew that the sugar water was about to be put on... Mick and he saved him. 
That's true. That is true. <laughs> Obviously, he gave him a phone. When, at the end of the week, when he's told to hurt Bob, just before anything happens to him, he um, the top dog changes all things and points to people and makes Mick attack fingers. Mm. So maybe Bob is working with wow. Frasier. Frasier, the top dog Frasier. That's an interesting Or maybe it's thought. just the writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's not the latter. And actually, it is a almost a bit of a twist mm. that uh, Bob and Frasier... Um, Working together. Possibly. That's interesting. So Bob's given him a burner phone, is what we're calling it. That's what Hunter calls it. Non-traceable. Um, so he phoned, that's when we just talked about he phoned Stuart and he confesses and all that stuff that we just went over. And this is when Stuart thinks, oh, my plan's actually <laughs> not worked. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like Mick does get to Stuart, doesn't he? He does, because Stuart wants, wants Mick to know why he did it. He mm. asks him three times, ask me why, ask me why. And he's, oh, hello. You're, this is obviously a sensitive mm. subject. And Stuart <clears throat> basically tells him that the reason I've done all this is because you ruined my life, because you put me in prison, um, and you won't basically almost like you won't be my friend mm. and it's that's ridiculous and so Stuart says to him that he wants to take everything that you took away from me my dignity my freedom my self-respect and then really darkly says and your wife so I don't know how or if Stuart will achieve it but I'm presuming this this is now going to lead to Stuart trying to woo Linda into his arms mm. or before this happened maybe there was a chance that Stuart and Linda were going to be together. And because he went to prison, she ended up with Mick. And Mick had the life that Stuart was meant to have. And that's maybe. how he sees it, I think. You know, he didn't do too bad. He had a wife and a child. Well, he, he treated badly. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, that's his fault, though. Oh, but no. he, it's all down to Stuart. Yeah, but we don't want Linda to be treated badly by Stuart, do we? We don't want anything like that no, to happen to our true. old L. But all... if Stuart didn't go to prison, he mm. might have been a good guy. Maybe. That's how Stuart sees it, doesn't he? But then we, we later in, on the last episode, Tina and Linda have a bit of a conversation, and Linda asks Tina to be honest. What you know was Mick ever a bit mean, a bit of a bad person when you used to hang around together before I kind of knew Mick, before I softened him. And uh, Tina says, "Well, yeah, actually, if you push Mick hard enough, he can be a little bit like a Stuart mini me." Wow. Which we saw in the last <laughs> gasps of the Friday's episode. We did. In the prison. So um, Frasier is basically telling Mick he has to hurt Bob. Mm, poor Bob. Not kill him, I don't think. No, well, he says hurt. get rid of him, but he says he wants him in the hospital by that night. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all the thugs are holding Bob and he says, right, Mick, you need to do the final blows. <laughs> um, but he doesn't do it. He refuses. He stayed quite calm this whole time. Fingers has that photo of Ling. <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> I wonder what his first name is. Francis. Chocolate. Um, he has the that photo. Was really of, good. No, <laughs> he has the photo of Linda, and he's licking it and saying these creepy things about her. So um, this obviously makes Mick go. He grabs his hands and says, "Your fingers aren't getting anywhere near her," and clicks them backwards. He breaks his. He breaks fingers. Fingers. Yeah, four of them. You still got. You only have four though. fingers on your hand, but <laughs> yeah, you got eight in total. Um, so don't do the thumb. He's, he's, but like, he's, this he's, is another ridiculous prison moment because, like, all these things are happening, and the police office, the prison officers are just like nowhere to be seen. I mean, this one thing happens, and Fraser like points and says, "Put the alarm on," and then they this, all run in. This is a bone of contention because it's, to my knowledge, of watching many a prison drama in my <laughs> in my lifetime, that you never rat out, you never press 
the alarm no. button in B. prison. B. Smith knows to not to do that. B. Smith does know not to do that. <laughs> so, and, yeah. But but Frasier did. Frasier instructed his gang. So the top dog mm. pressed the alarm button. That's how you get knocked down a few steps. Mm. I mean, this is really silly of Mick because he knows he's innocent. He knows they're paying £300 an hour for Richie to get him out. Mm. They've not really told Mick the truth about how unlikely this is at the moment because they want to keep his hope alive. Mm. So he was a bit of an idiot to attack <laughs> fingers like this like um, it seems a bit like they did zero push to 100 him. it was and they but the, no to be fair they had been pushing him from day one from minute one of him getting in yeah. prison he'd been pushing pushing push push but as bob said to mick you know this isn't how you make friends or influence people in prison you just keep quiet mm. and mick totally ignored it yeah. i mean there's a small part of me that also blamed johnny for this whole scenario well yeah silly birthday because it was johnny's birthday <laughs> So even indirectly, not even in the square, Johnny has somehow ruined someone's life. <laughs> hmm. I mean, where do we? Is Mick going to become top dog? Do you think? I I believe this is where it's going to head. But in a going to take over Fraser. I guess. I mean, we've got weeks of this to come. I know. It's... Sadly, I don't think it's like. <laughs> um, upon the second inspection, I quite enjoyed this the prison scenes more. Okay. So the That's first time I didn't, I was a bit like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous, <laughs> this is camp, this is over the top. But mm. the second time, I think there was just too was much of them. Like they could have spread this over like a few weeks. I don't know, there was just a lot of prison things happening. Mm. I mean, it took over the show. It, yeah. it was very much like we talked about last week, the Dickens Hill yeah. soap within a soap mm. all over again. Because they've done it the same way. They've introduced new characters, Bob, Frasier, Fingers. There's the tattooed guy. There's the old guy who works in the canteen who just seems to just <laughs> kind of wander around and not really know what's going yeah. on. Handing out beans and boiling kettles. Yeah, we've got a few more weeks of this. <laughs> well... We'll see. So we'll see where it goes. It might slow down a little bit now. Maybe. But yes, a lot to cover, obviously, because we've been talking for a long time about this. Um, very intense. Should we have a bit of a rest bite? A bit of a feature? Yes. I just feel like I need a bit of a break, actually. Me too. Let's go. Yes, it's our feature of the week. A brief history in Wolford. Uh, or this time... Outside of Wolford. I know, we're going on holiday. We're going on holiday, you packed your bags. Going to send a postcard. Out of season, all the kids have gone back to school, so it'll be a bit quieter yeah. and it'll be a bit cheaper too. But before we do any of that, we are just going to just remind you guys that we have a merch store floating out there in space and you can find it by looking at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly podcast um, and if you click on there you can see that we have a design uh, a unique design made specially for us of the queen vic bust we do that you can have on anything yeah i've got the pillow which is really good you say you have the pillow i was gonna say it's now changed mm. so we now do <laughs> pillow slash cat beds exactly that our cat is having a whale of a time he keeps on that. sitting on the queen vic bust <laughs> keeps sitting on her face so you know that's good Pick christmas for your cat that's it. Dot would have one for Dave. Well, to keep Dave out of the way, I'd say. So um, Dot would also, I believe, would have maybe an apron too, just to wear while she's making oh, a yeah. Christmas cake. Because mm. it's that time of year also to make you start getting your Christmas cake ready. Start ploughing it full of uh, alcohol yeah. and all that. And putting it in your airing cupboards, wrapping it up in your tea towels, making sure it stays moist. And if you get some... Take a photo and tag us because we want to see it out in the wild as well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. So, so uh, visit shop.spreadshirt.co.uk for slash extenders weekly podcast. Have a look. More designs are to come. But for now, have a We're look. We're working on them. We're working on them. Have a look at the Queen Vic <laughs> bust designs on anything you can imagine. It's it's sure to be able to be a mug. bought. A mu what are you calling me? 
Anyway. Oh, yeah, we should have kept that for the end. Anyway, um, a brief history in Wolford. Yes. So this week we... On its third week, we're now out of Wolford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're leaving Wolford now. Um, and uh, just remembering sometimes when, you know, the cast and all storylines had left Wolford mm. too. When, as you quite rightly said, had gone on holiday. Yes. And last week we were out of Wolford as well in the prison. We were. Next week we'll go back in Wolford for a brief history in Wolford. I mean, you've already got in an Wolford. idea because um, there's a few... There's a few number, numbered houses yeah, I've been a few searching. houses you've been thinking about maybe visiting in the past, aren't mm. you? Debbie. That's my hint. Debbie! <laughs> if anyone gets that, they'll be in a shock. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this was back when the BBC used to allow eastenders to film like in all these exotic locations they used to give them in a, europe <laughs> a, yeah, they used to give them the budget to film outside of the actual main set nowadays mm. it would be pretty much frowned upon almost a waste of money to yes. leave because we set. came across an article that was posted like 2014 which said they had a plan to have the mitchells in spain for a week but the bbc axed it and they didn't want to spend the money and we thought oh, it's been ages since we've seen an episode where it's been abroad which were always really fun episodes weren't they they were mm. like hour-long ones in the week and stuff so we thought let's um take a little look back and chat about them yeah because they've been they've been here there and everywhere as you said they they stuck pretty much in europe never yes. really gone through not much to better. peru pat and peggy in peru that would be good and peggy in peru. they might be in peru right now perusian adventure flying around peru <laughs> um i say and also you said abroad um there's been times when we're, we're also counting when they've Basically left the oh, square right, and yeah. gone somewhere else on mainland United Kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> but shown it, which is very bad. Exactly. So yeah, there's a few. I mean, we've got loads written down. We've got Blackpool. Yes, that was the famous gay kiss between <gasps> Simon and Tony. Simon who? Not Wixie. Not Simon oh, Wixie. No, Simon was, Simon was going out with Tiffany. And Tony was Tiffany's brother. So it was a bit of a, I know. And Tiffany was pregnant at the time, believed to be Simon's baby. But then we later found out it wasn't Simon's. Poor Tiffany. It was Grant's. R.I.P. Tiffany. Yes. So yes, um, just quickly say, they had a full gay kiss on that storyline and they had to cut it because it was seen to be too... Well, we know what the papers say about too it. Too startling. we've discussed that in the past. Yes, indeed. We've gone to the Scotland Highlands. We have. A few, a couple of couples have gone there just to <laughs> run away to elope yeah. to get married. Barry got pushed off a cliff. <laughs> By Janine. <laughs> Where's Janine, eh? When you need her. Yeah, she'll be back soon. I hope and, she will um, be back Yeah, that soon. was, was it Sam? Sam and Ricky, and Ricky went to elope to Gretna Green, that old yes. chestnut. Um, and there was a big panic for them trying to chase them and stopping them before anything should get out of hand yeah. between the Mitchells and the Butchers. <laughs> We've been to Paris. East ended in Paris, the city of love. Well, yes. I think we'll be talking about a bit more in detail about that later Certainly. as well. Um, and then... Spain, which is where a lot of the people in Eastenders like to go, don't they? I mean, Spain's like the staple. It's where a lot feels of... there right now. He is. We could be seeing it. Well, what's he up of to the in Spain? Drama. Well, I know. I'd rather, s- I'd rather see what feels up in yeah. up to in Spain. He said it was really ben beneficial. Benef- no, because is Grant still in Spain? Because Peggy went to I live. Think so yeah, because there was the story about two years ago where. Well, yeah, they maybe had that weird more. villa. Yeah, and they, they shot the sh- scenes separately. Yeah. And so it was really felt a bit staggered. So every time Phil was like talking to like a woman in a wig, and next time they showed a shot and you saw Peggy. Mm. And then when he threw something at her, you just saw this kind of the back of this woman move out the way. And then you saw Peggy kind of, <laughs> then the other shot. That was and really um, Ronnie, when Ronnie and Roxy were like missing, they were in that villa in Spain and they filmed ah. it separately. They've done it a few times. Mitchell Peggy's Towers. Villa. Peggy's villa. Do, do they still own that villa then? So that's no, where he's going so. to. I guess that's where Grant is. Maybe do... Ben's hopped over there from France. Well, we don't know where Ben's gone, do we? No. 
soon to return, maybe. But do you reckon that's what the beneficial thing was about what he said to Sharon? Maybe selling up oh, Peggy's villa. villa. Mm, maybe. We shall see. We shall. Two months. <laughs> He's back. But um, we're talking about the old time. So which which holiday do you want to look back on first? Which postcard did you want to reread? <laughs> well, let's do, do a short one where back in 1993, uh, mm-hmm. they decided to have a bit of a hop over the channel and visit France to do a bit of a booze cruise. And that was Phil, Sharon, Grant, Kathy, and Pat and Frank decided to join in. in the <laughs> Pat's in well. every single one. Didn't she, she did. They, like, they, even the ones that aren't technically about her, she's still there. I mean, every time they, they there's good value of Pat, Pat, sorry, Pat and Frank because, or Pack, <laughs> there we go, um, because they always use the old trope of, oh, English people trying to speak the lingo, not mm. succeeding. Um, and that happens on this occasion too. But Pat and Frank decide to go off to Paris because Frank wants to visit his daughter, Diane, who hadn't been seen for a little while at that mm. point. Um, and he discovers that she has got pregnant, a 19-year-old pregnant. Oh Another middle, family member. In a, in a Pat has so many. <laughs> oh, I bet Christmases and birthdays are just insane for pat well i bet pat was pleased she died to be honest with you save a few coppers <laughs> yeah. didn't they save a grandparent grandchildren presents so we had young couple grant and sharon grant and sharon they were quite a young couple they've been together now two years mm. phil and kathy were quite a new couple mm-hmm. and this was where sharon started to realize that her relationship with grant was basically not what she wanted it to be and at the time phil was seen as kind of the soft romantic one i know (laughs) can you believe it how it's changed Mm. and obviously these sort of holidays for the younger listeners this is back when it was really cheap to buy alcohol yes overseas booze cruise was a term for people who basically got a cheap ticket on a ferry from dover over to calais go to uh, one of those big french supermarkets pick up a van load because they did i know the amount (laughs) we'll um, post all the links because there's clips on youtube so we'll post all the links of all the topics we're Mm. talking about so you can watch them before or after you listen to this whatever but yeah that's a lot of booze they put in that van it was a heck of i I must admit i wouldn't mind being i'm presuming they were using that for the pub as well perhaps they were doing it as a cheap way you know (laughs) selling it off cheap or at full value as a as a brand maybe Mm. because den does that as well as we learned this week he likes to fill up vodka bottles with cheap stuff it's a thing to do back then Mm. not anymore and so you go over get lots of cheap cigarettes and alcohol and you come back again and it's a very common thing lots of people used to do it especially around about christmas time Mm. because it stocked you up for the season i mean what weird storyline like to spend all their money on for that (laughs) over a week's episode it's really strange but there was a thing going on at the same time with Sharon and Phil, wasn't there? Well, this was just the beginning of where Sharon and Phil or Sharon Gate was starting to show. Um, And Sharon was beginning to show a bit of jealousy toward Kathy because Mm. Kathy was in this relationship with a guy who Sharon deemed as being someone she wanted Grant to become or Mm. be. She thought she had married and hadn't actually. But actually the main storyline was Frank visiting his daughter Mm. and being very upset and then leaving her, even though he insisted she came back with him. There's a very sad scene when they're leaving the uh, ferry port from Calais and Frank's saying goodbye and he says, please write. And she, and I'm, I'm, assuming she did and uh and yeah and they sail away leaving her in paris or france mm. to live a uh, single although we did discover that the father of diane's baby was german which upset frank quite <laughs> sure a lot did. cockney land Ooh, exactly old old um old wounds don't oh, heal yeah. don't heal very well bless him bless frank 
So that was their first hop over to France, which was quite a good one, quite an interesting story. Mm-hmm. But then they pushed their luck, maybe, <laughs> and then tried again. Was this one of the last times they did this, do you think, this one? Because it's like the FIFA football one. Well, yes, what the, year was it? It was 1998, and France mm. was hosting the FIFA World Cup. That wasn't the last time they did it then. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, this one, I mean, you look at the cast of this one, and you just think, oh... <laughs> Why did anyway? Well, like, what are the main cast members for the what is it? Eastenders in Paris? Yes, yeah, so it's called Eastenders in Paris, and they did it over three days, which coincided with the FIFA World Cup coverage beginning. <laughs> in fact, at the very last episode, they actually had the cast walking in on the commentary team just before they were starting the first World Cup <laughs> coverage. So that was a new. Mm. Um, Barry was there. Yeah. Robbie was there. <laughs> Hugh. Was it, can you remember Hugh? Hugh, Hugh, who's Hugh? Hugh was a Welsh guy. Remember, he had long hair, about the same length as mine, mm, but it was much straighter. Um, there was Lenny, who was friends with Hugh. They were quite the lads. They had a bit of a lad dynamic between them. So Hugh and Lenny were a bit like what Cush and Martin, Martin are. Oh, right, so they were a bit like yeah. them at the time. No, I don't remember Hugh. Mm. I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> but no, I don't remember him. Yeah, he which... was a little Welsh chap who came in for a bit of a... Mm. Lots of hair. As I say, lots of hair. Mm. Um, so their story was they were going over to Paris to get tickets because they were promised tickets by mm. a booker. Three full episodes of this. There was they they stretched it pretty thin. Um, and Pat at, was there, of course. Well, at the same time, Pat Token. was going to sightsee in Paris with Roy, <laughs> but Pat wasn't very happy with all the uh, football fans there. No, she didn't go during the season. Really. Well, she shouldn't have gone when there was a World Cup going. Let's just. And she, didn't she like want to get away from Barry? Because she didn't quite like Barry, and it ended up that he was in like the same hotel, and Roy kept trying to make them not bump into each other. And stuff. Oh yes, yes, I think so. Yes, just... uh, so yeah, she had had enough about because Barry was the bumbling idiot even yeah. then. I mean, just imagine that Barry and Robbie were special. <laughs> A three-episode special. I know. Where the, where the whole uh, episode actually <laughs> no. was just but encompassing But couldn't leave his luck, could he? <laughs> I bet he'd wish for a three-episode special now. <laughs> he'd, he'd wish for a three-minute special <laughs> in the episodes. Yes. And there was like a commotion about tickets. And there was only two tickets. So Barry gave the one ticket to Robbie. Aww. And then lots of things happened, like silly things. And they ended up with four tickets and went to the World Cup all together. Hooray! And then the, that's when they walked into the uh, yes. BBC <laughs> the BBC Sport booth. So, yeah. um, Not one of the best um, holidays, I imagine. I think it was, the idea was to, to kind of get the people... It was almost riding on the coattails of the World Cup. So yeah, they thought, hey, if we link it to the World Cup... Mm. Uh, people more viewers might watch it <laughs> seven um, million but actually it ended up happening the opposite uh and it actually got less viewers because of it people turned off i mean eastenders that uh, have a well-known tradition of kind of incorporating sport events even this year's world cup they kept dropping in little clangers mm. every now and then when they did not the... quite three episodes special though oh no it was just with new title sequence as well the new title sequence is or zooming out of paris remarkable <laughs> or france's map I just feel it, it feels like someone just went to uh, the local news agents, bought a map of Paris and just filmed it <laughs> from their like shaky cam. It's oh. really terrible because mm. they I come I don't know what the river's called, but it's basically the same shot as if, you know, when you're it's looking the over the Thames, yeah. it's the sh- same ab- above Paris. But um, yeah, it was a pretty shameful mm. effort by the BBC. That was quite a bad show, <laughs> to be fair. So the next one on our list is one in Spain. We're in Spain now. Nice and hot. Um, it was like a couple's special 
holiday. So like all the old OAP couples went away. Yes. This was a bit more of a stronger cast, yeah. a bit more of a yeah. cast this you is, want to watch. I remember this one when it was actually broadcast and like my parents were watching it and I remember seeing this. Um, so it was like Pat, Frank, Peggy, Roy and Terry. I'm yep. assuming this must have been when Irene had the affair and he found out because Irene. No, Irene's there. with him. Oh, is she? But they have a bit of a falling oh, out right. when they go go away, and so it quite a famous scene is that they have a conversation around the table when Irene's not there, and Terry announces that um, you know men are the stronger sex, <laughs> women are weaker, they're shorter because they carry things. Which is, a... I mean, saying this in front of Peggy and Pat is um, dangerous. Well, absolutely, and also saying that um, Frank obviously got rid of pat because he knew he could get better <laughs> as in peggy obviously that's going to cause a bit of yeah. tension too he's a bit too much sun i think terry had and maybe a bit too much sangria because <laughs> he was being very rude and pat was just ready to punch his lights out i think well pat was more offended by the <laughs> by the sexist comments while peggy was more offended the fact that frank wasn't almost standing up and saying oh mm. yeah i have got better through yeah. peggy peggy was a bit like well isn't that is, is that not right frank and uh, pat obviously in front of your ex-wife is a bit more tension mm. there i felt sorry for roy really i know Roy was kind of like the piggy in the middle wasn't yeah. he i did love them those four pat frank roy and um, mm. peggy it's such a great storyline that right ran for years and years and years and years the um pat and frank love with because they always loved each yeah. other and they'd always they never got over each they other never got over each other and this is basically where they realize that they don't like this new comfortable relationships that they've got themselves into mm. pat at home drinking his drinking her cocoa with yeah, her slippers boring. on with yeah with roy her, her relationship with roy was um non-sexual as well wasn't it it was i think they came to that agreement um but um yeah that's not pat it's not Pat. Pat likes a bit of excitement, a bit of rough. <laughs> she does. And so, it, although she tries to resist Frank, even though he's kind of pushing her, they're walking along the beach and Roy's looking for Pat. Mm. She can't resist any longer. And um, basically they kiss on the beach. And this is the beginning of the affair, mm. which led to... It always to, happens with those two. Absolutely. It led, to, it led to a few great stories. Remember when they got back, then when Frank wrote the letter to Peggy saying that he was going to leave with pat and she reads the, the letter out loud in the pub and then smacks them both on mm-hmm. around the chops each <laughs> and this is the, the famous story um where later on where pat begs roy for forgiveness and he basically chucks her out in the rain and he says i don't like your earrings yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and another thing i don't like your earrings <laughs> That's so good. But it was a great, it was, again, it was a setup. Mike Reed wanted it because he knew he was leaving the show and he he asked the producers to give him one more storyline with Pat. So Mm. they they granted him that one last story. I mean, he got a lot. Um, Mike Reed. I think anything he asked for, he kind of got. He, like, he left like three times. Yeah. And he had great storylines each time. He had, when he came back to return, he asked them to do a specific spin off for him to bring him back into the show and they did it. Yeah. So, yeah. He was. Um, great just his voice oh it's just iconic isn't yeah. it his voice it's fantastic i mean i i even i'm a bit too young to remember it but there was a game show he used to host in the 70s called Runaround, um and some listeners might know it but um just hearing him shout the catchphrase to that game show it just i just, it just oh it's mm. lovely i love mike reed and it, may he rest in peace he was yeah, a great guy he was um great mm. and it's amazing obviously this isn't just about frank but maybe we'll do a bit more frank in the future mm. but um, it's amazing that he was brought on on the cast and he was a comedian yeah he was a comedian wasn't he yeah. everyone said no this isn't gonna work mm-hmm. but yeah proved him all wrong he really did <laughs> so the last stop on our tour is kind of about frank as well 
Yes, we're still in Spain. We are. We're Spain again. Two years a bit. Two years later. And um, this is Frank's funeral, which Peggy has decided to go to. Yes. She kind of had um, cut all her strings to Frank anyway, but I think she thought, right, I'll go to this, say goodbye to him, out of my life. Chapter closed. Yes. Um, so he was having his funeral in Spain. Mm. Prior to this, she obviously they'd broken up a long time ago, but she Frank had left Peggy with a lot of debt. Um, and so she had to sell up the pub famously to Sharon, which really upset her. Mm-hmm. Um, and but she started to rebuild her life again. And then she got the phone call to say that Frank had died in Spain. And so she went out to Spain to his funeral. But who would be at Frank Butcher's <laughs> funeral? Someone in the car reading newspaper with a hat on. And a, and a pair of big shades, big so sunglasses. So funny, he, he like came to make sure like his funeral was all, <laughs> yeah. all okay. Like I, he was there to see who was turned up and things like that do you so. think it was to, to see if it's to see who would turn up whether anyone would turn up um, i think that's it's that's the type of thing that frank would do he's probably went there thinking oh i'll see what they say that's a bit what frank is though isn't he he, he was quite narcissistic mm. and a womanizer and a, he was yeah he had joker. the charm and he knew how to switch it on so but um yeah she uh, <laughs> she like went up to him and asked him like for directions and it turned yeah. out to be him didn't it <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that's so funny. But it's just amazing that they went all the way to Spain to film mm. these just to reintroduce him. I mean, the whole premise was that Frank had d- d- faked his own death so that he could start a con of this timeshare property scam. Because mm. there's a lot Spain. of things like that around that time that you sort of heard on the news, didn't you, about all these men going out and buying buildings that weren't actually <laughs> Which buildings and things. Yeah. Yeah. Or they had one building built and they said, oh, and all these other yeah, buildings they never built. Did. In Spain, it happened. It's it was still not right. built now, probably. They're probably not. You see them, don't you, when you go on holiday mm. down these gravel yeah, paths half-built. and you see half-built homes. So Peggy had the line of the uh, century, I feel, when she said to Frank, when she discovered that he was at his own funeral, you could have the common courtesy to be dead at your own funeral, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. They are great, those actors, um, all mm. of them. Because it was built up over such a long, I'd say a long time, about eight years, seven, eight years mm. by that point. But it didn't get boring, no. like having that story go through. No. But um, yeah, that was one of the great episodes that he's actually alive yes and then so basically he thinks he's a scam is going forward but then he's been portrayed by the person who's doing the scam scam with mm. um and so then that's he, even better actually yeah the fact that he got scammed which um yeah so was, um, great shows some um humidity and so he peggy takes pity on him they, there's a really lovely scene also again we'll, as we say we'll post these clips there's mm. a really lovely scene between peggy and frank where they kind of just have it out with one another and they realize that they were good together, but at the same time, they kind of destroyed each other and they mm. were best to be separate, but they still love each other enough to, you know, wish each other well. And so Peggy gives him a little bit of money just to settle him in again. And that was the last we heard of Frank until we then heard of Frank Butcher's mm. death one year after Mike Reed's. Yeah. When they wrote it into the show. Mm. And um, they yeah. did consider recasting him. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, they they God. did. They were going to recast him. I don't him. think um, Barbara Windsor or Pat would have um, allowed it. No. I don't think they would have. Um, they would have probably done a stand and be like, "Well, if that's happening, we're off." Yeah. They recast them. Oh, they, you can never. You can't. Once a character it, there's, becomes iconic, there's certain characters that you just. Mm. I don't think you can. Like everyone um, questions whether they should recast Zoe um, oh, right. Slater, and it's a bit like mm, she has that. It's because she had that iconic moment with Kat mm. and it's just really difficult. It's like Michelle, it just didn't... It didn't, didn't quite work, work out very well, did it? Martin no. worked though, which was surprising. Which surprised me because I really yeah. liked the... I, I think it's the second incarnation of Martin. The one which was yeah, famous the main with one, Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I quite like 
James. James. Uh, his name was like James Alexander something. Oh, Alexander Rue. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But um, yeah. You know, he was very um close with Wendy Richards. He was one mm. of the ones that went to the funeral. But yeah, so I'm guessing he gave his blessing to be recast. I guess. Yeah. I, he's got a kid now. He's on Twitter. Busy. Busy, busy lad. Busy, busy lad. Busy. So yeah, so they, they, you know, when they did go... When they left the square for these little trips, these little gallivants away, mm. um, there there was always a purpose for them. There was never, well, mm, apart from EastEnders in Paris, perhaps. Well, but that was a blip. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a little mistake. But the, you know, the mistake especially being having Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so cruel. Um, the two episodes in Spain certainly are really great episodes mm, to the point are. that this is, we... You know, you and I were kind of talking about it, remembering when we first watched them mm. and then to kind of relight our memories. Yeah, there's just by... something special about when you see them out of Walford. Yeah. I don't know. It's something like you remember it a bit more fondly, don't you? Like it's special because they're not on the set. Yeah. I so... mean, we always say Albert Square is as, as much of a character or Walford is a character of the the soap. So in a funny way, when you li- take that character away, it changes things, it changes dynamics a little mm. bit. And it's, you know, and it's always done for or it has been done for quite important stories to wrap themselves up a little yeah, bit or good. to ignite new ones sadly we don't see it anymore though not so much no. not so much but that, that was just a small handful of stories that have left Wolford. do you any of you have any stories that left Wolford that you enjoyed any memories from holiday that you remember yeah. watching no, we're not <laughs> not memories of you being on holiday and watching eastenders no, though obviously <laughs> of your eastenders holidays Yes. Uh, if you do, then we'd be really interested to hear from you. You can email us eastendersweekly at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Eastenders Week. You can post comment to us on Instagram at Eastenders Weekly Podcast. You can also find or us our on our Facebook group. It's buzzing now. Well, you can. I was, I was just about to say you can also find us on our Facebook group. So if you go to Facebook, search EastEnders Weekly Podcast, you'll find our page. But also, if you look at the tabs above, uh, just below the search bar, there'll be a link to groups as well. Click I think on people that. know how to use Facebook. Well, I'm just being helpful. <laughs> I'm being helpful. I'm putting the sun cream on people's back while they bathe in the sun. Then, <laughs> as an analogy. Well, next week we'll be back in Wolford for a brief history in Wolford. I think. We I feel we will. need to look into a house so if anyone's got a certain numbered house they want us to look into let us know oh yeah again let us know oh i feel rested i do i needed that (laughs) i need a little chat about pat make you feel a bit better whenever i think of pat i always feel enlightened good old days Mm. (laughs) the good old days yes so we're going on to talk about the Sharon Gates 2.0, soon to be. Shianu. Yes. Shianu, they're still loved up, getting jealous. I'm still jealous of the Looking Shianu. for work. <laughs> yeah, well, well, both should be looking for work, really, because what does Sharon do? She just wanders she around. She lives off E20, doesn't she? Which, well, Phil, so, so she lives off Phil. Because she the, owns half of E20. I mean, the work she's giving to Keanu, because obviously this, the main story is that Keanu's <laughs> trying to find work this week, is basically indirectly through Phil. So mm. she gives him a car that's filled. Oh, that these bloody using. car keys went from one person to the other oh. about four times this week. I know, it was a bit silly. It was a, a bit, bit nutty. I mean, there was, no, there, was nothing, there was nothing there that I wanted, nothing meaty that I wanted from no. the Keanu story. They kept nearly getting caught quite a few times. Yeah, but never caught for something interesting. It was no, always because... Just chatting Keanu. about cars. <laughs> yeah, just knocking on the door and being like, and I thought oh, it was, you're in. It was really weird when um, Keanu came over 
and um, Dennis was home from school sick. Another, mm. another kid sick from last week. There's a bug, bug going around. And he goes, what's he doing here? <laughs> yeah, I know, in his own and, house. And um, he comes in and he, Dennis is like to Sharon, "Who? what was it? I thought I heard a noise. And she was like, oh, there was a cat in the kitchen. It scared me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dave the cat. Was she being serious though? Well, I presume so. Why would there be a cat in the kitchen? Oh. Well, it's a random cat. See, Stand of London, they all leave their doors open, <laughs> don't they? Anyone can just walk in and out. I thought that was the, like the cat Sharon. Just, the cat must have just hung on the door, opened it, and kind of. The amount of lies and thing and cover up she's done in the past 30 years. You think she'd be a bit better, bit quicker on her feet than saying there was a cat in the kitchen? Well, it seems feasible to me. Does it? Well, Dennis didn't question it, didn't he? he like, no, he didn't. Okay. He was like, yeah, all right, I'm off to school then. <laughs> Bye. Um, he almost got caught, not caught, but by Louise as well earlier well, louise answered the door yeah and was like well, why are you here <laughs> yeah, yeah which is again within the right so then sharon's like oh he's here to um borrow, borrow some tools, tools. yeah like, one of phil's tools so he's sort of got this thing in his head from spending a bit of time at the slater house because cat's learning the roots on the map which i don't even want to talk about so we're just going to skim over that straight away fair enough um i'm not happy <laughs> With that so he gets the idea hang on of I, what are you angry about with that <laughs> the storyline of cat what but learning to, to be le- a yeah. black cab driver yeah. what, what's what's in particular i don't want to talk about it i just said to you i'm not talking about it <laughs> it's one thing that makes me angry about it what the fact that she seems to have done something that takes three to five years for most I people because she was thinking the post mm, she's was got that, an application that wasn't to, it oh that application yeah so she's pl- not passed yet Wait, give it a month <laughs> give it the time it takes a mix well, to get i just out of can't believe that um they brought Cat back for this, yeah. but I'm not going there yet. Anyway. There'll be more to talk about this when it actually goes somewhere, I'm assuming. I'm sure there will. Um, so Mo says something about sat-navs um, and how you should just use a sat-nav. And this Keanu's like, thanks, Mo. Yeah. Thanks for that. That's giving me an idea that. So um, he goes it in his mind that he wants to be a cabbie driver. I think he wants to be an Uber driver, doesn't he? I'm not really sure. Well. <laughs> no, an actual one because he finds because he sends a CV out and stuff. Well, a radio cab driver. So there's there's two different types oh, in London. That? Yeah, there's the black cab drivers. They're the ones who which learn the cat. knowledge, which is what Cat's going to learn <laughs> in, in a few days. And there's just a radio cab driver. Right. They're just a regular driver. So that's just like normal. Uber or just a, yeah, some kind of private rent. So <laughs> with them, you can use like a sat nav to drive you around. And yes, as you write rightly said um that's what keanu mm. wants to be he wants to be a good he, he considers himself a good diver as he put in the cv <laughs> yes because he's sent his cv out and then talks to Haley, um and he says oh i've applied for this job and he starts reading his cv to her and he's noticed the second word is misspelled <laughs> which isn't very good for your cv is it <laughs> um this makes sharon a little bit jealous though this is mm, the where the jealousy she like sharon sees begins. him across the square talking to her mm. Well, he's she, talked um, to her a few times during mm. the week and Sharon's a bit like, oh, maybe... He must love her. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> he must be having an affair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See? Don't build a relationship on an affair, Sharon. You really because shouldn't. you'll never trust him. Nope. And he'll never trust you. I mean, I'm assuming Keanu actually imagines this relationship going somewhere. Do you think? Yes, because when And Sharon, does Sharon? I, I don't know. When Sharon and Keanu talk throughout the week, they kind of make this agreement that they shouldn't hide their feelings for one another anymore and that they need to be honest and open and that you know the reason Sharon's helping him is on the contract the unwritten contract the rules that they are open and honest mm. with and one she another. actually does believe in him she's not just she does pity. believe in him I mean I, in, the, in the background I half expected that Kylie Minogue song to start playing I believe in you because <laughs> they like doing that on EastEnders mm, matching the music they do, with like the Homes Under the Hammer Yes, exactly like that. <laughs> Lucy Alexander walks in. <laughs> so this is where like the key gate begins, where like she gives him the cab and then he like gives it back to her because he thinks she's just paying him off. Mm. And then he like tr- 
washes a car for cat because he's like doing up junk tool like junk parts doing them up and trying to sell them sell them off but he's tried it he's tried selling them off to cat and <laughs> as in all scenarios like this in eastenders because he can't sell it to one person in, he gives in, up he gives up so he says oh what's your car then yeah, I'll wash your car. and i'll do an 25 oil change 25 pounds in the end and an oil change that's a lo- oh okay oil change that's quite tricky, a lot of money tricky. um so yeah she like throws a bit of water on him so he has to take his top off <laughs> another reason i've said there's been every week now there's a new reason for him to get his top off. Definitely... The writers are going at it. They so know this, their audience. This week's was she put a sponge slightly on him so it was a little bit wet so he took his top off. Mm. Didn't just go around the corner and get a new top. And oh, he had to get to work. Off. He had money to earn. <laughs> um, so yeah, he starts washing the car. She's like oogling over buns. him. Yeah, saying, oh, nice buns. <laughs> like something from a working men's club. <laughs> um, and then she doesn't even pay him in the end. Well, because he gets all upset. He gets upset because he feels like he's being treated like a piece of trash because he's a bit <laughs> sensitive as old Keanu. And then yeah. Keanu kind of says, oh, I don't know why you waste your time learning all the routes. And she's like, well, that's what Londoners do. Yeah, traditional. It's traditional. And she, he's like, well, I don't care. I'm going to get myself a cab and um, I'm just going to become an Uber driver. <laughs> and she's like, well, you can s- go then. Off yeah. you go. She calls him a Unpaid. scab. She calls him a scab. <laughs> um, and this is when the car keys then get handed back over because he says to Sharon, he wants- I've changed my mind. Yeah, he wants I do want the cab. So she gives them to him. That's when she sees him talking to Haley. So then she comes round to his house and says, I want the cockies back. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> she says um, she's not sure about it. So I'm just going to take the cockies back. Yeah. She said, well, you, you said it yourself. Mm. Like, maybe it's just a handout. Yeah. So then he then goes over to his, her house again and wants to wonder what what's up with her. Yeah. So she says she's a bit jealous. Well, she doesn't say, but he works out she's a bit jealous of Haley. Mm. He'd never fancy her. No. So she says, well. I got the car keys. Yeah, have them. Go on, have you go. So the car keys are sort of a symbol for her heart, I feel. And she's given it back. Oh, to look at you. I didn't even think that deeply. Yeah, you're right. That's is the it? symbolism. No, yeah, 100%. You're absolutely right. She's I like, giving I... her heart away and Keanu doesn't know whether to keep it. I enjoyed the line this week of um, Phil. I don't think Phil would be too happy with my hands on his stuff. And Sharon looked at him with a raised eyebrow. Yes. As in she is Phil's stuff. And his hands are on her. I'm really enjoying Sharon at the moment. I know you're 100%. Like little things like that that you just said, like when she just raises And there was another one where where he says something like, I can't keep my hands off it, like meaning the car. And she went, oh, I'm it, am I? It was something like that. I vaguely remember. It's like, oh, Sharon. She hasn't grown up, has she? She really, well, again, if you're watching old episodes of EastEnders, she's just never changed. (laughs) She's one step away from going to the Queen Vic with Keanu and just laying on the bar in front of him <laughs> with her legs showing. Because that's her, that's her be- best asset. It is. Her, her legs. legs. Which we all know is true. She's ordering skinny lattes in the cafe. <laughs> she needs to keep those legs in tone. So, yeah, that's all going on. I mean, slight spoilers for next week. Sharon learns how old Keanu is. So it shocks her. <gasps> I mean... That's Does she not know? That's just a she's, revelation. His CV's been printed in Louise's bedroom. Oh yeah, it would have had his date of birth on there. Yeah. Maybe she's she... hired him. Well, Phil's hired him. So I mean, she did say she'd charge him tax for using the printer and then again did her little raised eyebrow <laughs> and wink. So we know what tax means. Handcuffs, tying up, yeah. tying up. Double knot. <laughs> Double knot tax. Um so yeah, their love is continuing. I mean, it's gonna who's gonna find out about this first? Someone is. They keep walking in on them. Louise I reckon it'll be Dennis. Louise. It's going to be Louise. Yeah. And then Louise found out about um, Abby and Ben's little secret. And yeah. She tried to blackmail Abby, didn't she? Maybe she'll blackmail Sharon. No, I don't think she'll blackmail Sharon. Because I think she sees how Sharon has basically been. I see Louise as the, what was Sharon when it was the... Angie and... 
Sharon storyline, yeah. So when Angie and Den were fighting, mm. and Sharon was like the piggy in the middle. No, no pun intended. <laughs> um, I see Louise as being the same for Sharon and mm. um, Phil, not Grant. Yeah, interesting. So, it will continue. Fun to ensue. Hopefully, more. Hopefully, a few more sexy scenes because I do love the scenes when they get almost caught out. They're the ones I enjoy the <laughs> they most. They are fun, but or, like even when they almost get caught out, Sharon doesn't even seem panicked. Or very much undressed. No. It's like Keanu's always wearing just pants. Wow. And Sharon's wearing like a long lady <laughs> nighty. Head like up to her collar. Yeah. Um, but she shows her legs. And that's the does. main thing. That's the main point. Absolutely. So on over now to Mel and Hunter's house. Well, it's not their Ray... house, is it? It's Jack's, yeah, Jack's house. house. And Jack needs to be called out at the beginning of the week <laughs> because there's a leak oh, yeah. He's got under his vest the sink. <sighs> So Got his vest and his baby oil all over his shoulders. Mel being rude as usual, I feel. <laughs> I don't know if you felt. I thought she was really rude, but you didn't. You said she was in her right to um say this. But um, she sent a text to Jack saying, help, get here now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she could have done it with a bit more diplomacy. That's not the rudest bit, though. The rudest bit is in a minute. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they run over thinking she's, like, being murdered because <laughs> it's Wolford. Um, <laughs> and it's just a leaky... T- thing again because he's fixed this once before actually oh has he why did it take mm. him so long then to discover what it was it took him two and a half hours <laughs> to work out it was a leaky pipe i could have worked out it was a because leaky pipe. rainy said to him right. don't get a plumber in yeah you do it you're oh. a trojan horse in here you can get all the information about what why happened and get some closure oh, i see so he was taking a deliberately so taking long time. time to speak to mel oh jack <laughs> no wonder he was a detective because i mean his skills surpasses Everyone. I mean, she had nothing to say. She said, "Just get on with it," and I want this done before I'm home. And walked off. Good. But she needs she needs to be straight with Jack. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, it takes a lot to get through. It takes him. a lot <laughs> to get through. In fact, to the point where it's still not gotten through because even though he had that confrontation with Ray, where Ray insulted the size of his tool, tool. Thank you. A small tool. A small tool. Don't forget it. And basically said like he had no dignity mm. and that he was a. He knew how to dog. upset Jack because he kept oh, going yeah. on about how him and Mel have done it twice. Sometimes three times. Mm. And Jack was a bit like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mel was bored with me when um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were yeah. doing it. So I did love, though, when Ray said that um, all it took was for Ray to enter Mel's life in one day. He's right. In one day, <laughs> Mel dumped Jack yeah. to go back with Ray. It took one day. That's how much Jack meant to Mel. <laughs> and yet, like a sick puppy, like a lovesick puppy, Jack still insists that he needs to find a way of getting back into Mel's life. Mm. And so then he goes behind Mel's back and asks one of his detective friends, one of his dodgy mm. friends. Lots of mentions um, about Ronnie as well. Two mentions. Because Mel says, if Ronnie was alive, you'd get back with her and not with me. And then obviously meeting his mate, his mm. mate goes, I'm sorry about Ronnie. I didn't come to her funeral. <laughs> I should yeah. have been there. <laughs> um, so yeah, another mention of Ronnie, two mm. weeks in a row. Very odd. There's a conspiracy conspiracy happening, isn't there, on the um, on interweb? Yes. Saying, Someone on Twitter said, I, I'm not watching Eastenders anymore because Ronnie and Roxy are back. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> Excuse me? And then they said there it's was... not a, being confirmed. Wait, he, wait, he said there was a source. Or was that no, someone else? No, this so, person, no. Well, no, we know I'm not crediting this person. <laughs> um, because they're wrong. I think I was, they were like, oh, people said it online. It's like, no. Nothing's being confirmed. I think he said it was a news source, didn't oh, he? Oh, I don't know. He's wrong. <laughs> oh, no, we know, we know he's wrong. Um, so that annoys me. Hmm. They're not, they're not coming hearts. back. They can't come back. Well, no. at least one of them can't come back. No. Um, because they they were dead in a Especially coffin Ronnie. on screen. So yes, absolutely. although someone on Twitter said they have um, they're waiting for Kate Oates to get a, an official BBC email because they've written out a full 
story synopsis of how they can come back covering all those points. <laughs> so watch out for that, Kate. There's an email coming yeah. from someone. Kate, when you get that email, print it. Well, no, just delete it. You don't even need to print, Why do you print it. Old fashioned. When the pigeon comes and gives you the letter. No, when the email comes, just delete it. Because they cannot come. Or they, okay, Ronnie can't come back. No, Roxy it's still done. can't, really. Roxy can. Especially, but... the, the trouble is, mm. no one can come back from the dead while Kathy's on the square. Because I don't think you can really have two characters come back belief, from the dead yeah. at the same time. No, absolutely. Yeah. But then don't get rid of Kathy. No. Well, I like Kathy. Yeah. Give I've been watching Kathy Classic Moore. EastEnders. Yeah. She's got storyline, finally. She, well, she got lots one of storyline. One year in on <laughs> Classic EastEnders. Well, it's a bit less. But it's nice that yeah, she has Yeah, about nine months. So, um, yeah. yeah. We always let off a little party mm. popper when Kathy gets a storyline, don't we? Yes, Kathy's nowhere to be seen this week. So... Jack is getting an undercover detective to look into Ray. In the meantime, Ray is acting very shifty throughout the week. Mm, with his like phone calls and yeah. going away and things. So we have this moment when Mel's being horrible again. Typical selfish. She's upset that Hunter's room is dirty and the two men are pigs. Even the fruit bowl's rot even the fruit's rotting. Yeah. Like it's Hunter's fault. Well he does all he has to do is look at an apple and it rots. <laughs> Well, Mel, you do the shopping, don't you? That's true. Although she's a very it's busy her woman. her fault that the fruit's rotting. Well, she's done... Yeah, yeah. She, well, she's trying to blame Hunter. Well, he's the kid, isn't he? That's, yeah. what, that's what adults do. So um, she wants to go on holiday with Ray, but he's too busy. He doesn't want to go to Kent. That's her holiday. Um, nothing wrong so with Kent. So Hunter sort of gets an idea. Yeah, but I just, Mel's... I expect Mel will be going off to exotic places. Well, like Spain well, she or lives France. In Spain. She Paris. visit her best mate, Lisa, she's forgotten about. Well, Lisa's just had um, a two or three weeks with Louise, so yeah. she's probably feeling a bit tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she needs a few more pills. So yeah, Hunter gets in his head that he's going to step up and be a good boy and he's yeah. going to make lunch for Mel, Ray and himself. Yes. So he breaks into Wolford East. Yeah. <laughs> Wolf, the, to be fair, Wolford East did look, it sounded busy. It mm -hmm. sounded like there was a trade happening. But no one cooking. But no one, yeah, no one using the kitchen. Oh. It was a really odd situation. Maybe they just left the left soundtrack. The Oh, maybe. Just for drinking. Um, so, yeah, Masood catches him mm. trying to make this thing and he gives him, like, a recipe from one of his grandmothers or it's something. It's a Pakistani Another stew. One. He That's helps all he ever does. But he cooks, he cooks his Pakistani stew. What is it? A Nihari. It sounded yeah. very nice, to be honest, when mm. they were popping into it. And uh, he gets it all rustled up. The reason he's doing all this, Hunter, is because he overhears Linda talking about um, Ollie not having a father. Yes, I wanted to mention this, actually, mm. because... Martin also met no, Sonia as well, and they they go, oh, poor kid. Imagine growing up without a father. And I was like, Martin, you grew up without a father. Yeah, <laughs> it's really odd. <laughs> like, Martin's like, oh, just imagine that. Mm. It's uh, like Arthur died when Martin was quite young. Yeah, he must have been what eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, maybe he's been forgotten. Maybe he's reflecting on his own experiences. But it did seem yes. I think that was a bit think, of a forgotten. Yeah, that moment. was really stupid. It's like you grew up without a father. Mm. It's like one of those collar moments when you just pull the yeah. collar. Like, no. There's a few of them. We'll talk about that later with the Beck storyline um, of the history. Not happy. Oh dear. <laughs> Have they been breaking the timeline? There was a wasted opportunity. I feel. Oh, say no more. We'll get to it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was silly of Martin to say that. But um, so yeah, Hunter's thinking. All right, I need to be a family. So he cooks this meal for him. That's when he overhears Ray on the phone saying something's coming up this weekend. You're right. He does. He gets a phone call to say he has to work the weekend. But mm. then later on in the week, when Hunter discovers more about Ray, Hunter phones the person who 
called him, says that he can't work, then tells Mel that he can't go away for the weekend because he has to work. Right. So now Hunter yeah. knows that Ray's made a reason for him not to be in both locations. Mm. So what is, again, what is Ray up mm. to? But this is when Ray is in the cafe, because right at the end of the week, Ray's in the cafe having breakfast with Hunter. Hunter mentions BBC Music Day. <laughs> which I, yes. Oh, it was really slipped in really quickly. But um, yeah, BBC Music Day where they're doing gigs all around the UK <laughs> and Hunter really wants to go to it. And some guy walks into the cafe and says, Simon, Sai, Sai, mm. hi, yeah. Simon. What are you doing here? Yeah, what are you doing here? And Ray's like, no, sorry, mate, you must have the wrong person. This starts to plant a seed of doubt. Yeah, and he just stares at him until the man goes away and he's like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I must. Have yeah. That. So, yeah, really odd. And um, Hunter so starts doing some investigation. He hunts. He, he does. And he looks in Ray's suitcase. Now, he... He's pretty good because he just stands there and he thinks about what could the combination of the suitcase be? My mum's birthday. Yeah. He knows that. Clunk. He's a good boy. Uh, He's a good son, isn't he? He is a good son. Everyone so, yeah. loves Mel, you see. Hunter <laughs> and Ray. And Jack. Uh, hmm. And probably Max in the future. Probably Rainy as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah she'll, she's easy. She'll Everyone. go with anyone. <laughs> Sharon. That was Sharon's next affair. What? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want Sharon and Mel. <laughs> um... <laughs> So yeah, he sort of digs around, gets his car keys. He sees some paperwork in his briefcase, goes into his car and finds two passports. One being with the name Simon Wright. Yes. So has he got two identities or? Does he have a secret family? Is he just an undercover cop? Is he <laughs> deeper in the mob mm. landscape than what we were led to first believe? It is odd. Very odd. And I mean, Hunter even like, tries to call him out on it doesn't he and asks him but then the scene that's like the last we see on friday he they sit down and he goes oh who's who's simon mm. and ray says don't push me yeah this is... um this is not for boys yeah don't get mixed up in this and uh hunter is now i think hunter's because hunter wants this perfect family doesn't he and he sees mm. it slowly coming away from him bit by bit so now ray's lying to hunter which I think which surprises Hunter, or at least Hunter's never mm. noticed it before. I mean, if I'm just going to quickly throw up a theory, that is that maybe Ray is closer to Hunter biologically than what we're actually meant to believe. Because obviously we all think that Hunter is Steve Owen's mm-hmm. son, but we, you know, maybe Mel had an affair behind Steve's back with Ray at the time. Obviously, there's no dog. I know. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It could be because he but, says to Hunter, "I see you as my own son," doesn't he? Because yeah, because Hunter says, you know, you don't, you you love Mel, but you don't really love me. But as then much. again, earlier when they were playing PlayStation or Xbox or unnamed console together, <laughs> um, Mel took over and he had to take a phone call. And the person on the phone says, "Oh, am I disturbing anything?" He says, "No, you're not disturbing anything important. Yeah, nothing at all. important. Yeah." So he's a bit of dirty. Don't know what he's up to. He's obviously. Obviously, Jack's mate's going to find something. He is, Jack. Jack's such a crooked cop, isn't he? (laughs) Even when he left the police service, he's still crooked. He's. I get the impression that Ray is there for digging information somehow from Mm. Mel. And we said this right from back in the beginning, Mm -hmm. that perhaps he's digging information from the Mitchells. Yeah, when E20 or something, Mm. or who knows. I mean, I thought it was weird when Jack's mate said, oh, I'm two weeks from retirement. Is this cop going to end up dead? Like for looking into Ray too much, oh dear. and Jackson feel guilty. Maybe, maybe. Like mm. Anyway, we have to wait and find out a little we bit will. longer. Tender hooks. But I like Ray, so I think it's a bit of a shame if they're. Yeah, gonna... it's quite interesting. Yeah, isn't it? he's good. Layered villain. 
likable villain. He is likable. I, well, I like him just because he basically is b- bigger and better than Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so we posted on our Facebook group, which is everyone can join now. We're on there. Yes, please join our Facebook group. So, Got a chat and discussion. <laughs> what do we all think Ray is up to? <laughs> do they have an opinion? Yes. Michelle says, I think he has a second family. <gasps> and also up to something dodgy. Well, surely the second family mm, is dodgy yes. enough. Mike says, Ray's a shifty guy. And ironically, Jack is doing a background check on him simultaneously. Hunter did a good reality check on his dear old dad. Something I must mention that I found Hunter the most likeable I've ever found I Hunter know, this week. He gave his meal up to the Carters. He, yes, which was a lovely thing to do. But also he was a bit more adult didn't whinge all the time and he was quite he was quite wise and with it he showed signs of his father mm. steve to this week yeah and then there's a few other cop, um, comments saying rob says i'm assuming he's got another relationship and jasmine thinks he's got a secret family awesome. so that's what everyone's theories are this week i mean you know we know that he's not got work or time with mel and hunter this weekend so mm. we shall see we shall anyway i think it's time for a bit of a bit of a gap so it's your turn, I think, this week. Get ready. Just do this now. Right, so we're here for another game of Slater's Family Values. Want to play a game? We're getting through the family tree now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've, I feel, I say this every time, but I feel that this is a difficult one. And yet I always knock out of the park every time, don't mm, I? Only just. Because well. my timing's always normally a little bit off. So I'm going to be really strict <laughs> this week. How much time do I have? A minute. And remind me of the rules. It is like six degrees of separation. So everyone is related in EastEnders somehow. So you need to find links between storylines, characters, relationships, divorces, murders, etc. Um, and link them all together when from one character to another, which I will give you. Okay. Okay, so I've got a past character this time. Normally oh. it's someone on the square. Oh, I don't know if that's fair. So this is, this is linking to a past character, mm. to a current character. <laughs> I don't like where this is heading. It's not that past. So he's he was in it like two years ago. Okay. Anyway, so I want you to link in six steps. Ryan Malloy to Ian Beale. Do you know, remember who Ryan is? I do, yes, I do. Good. In fact, didn't I do a... um. Yes, you I'm did. doing this now. On yes, Ryan. you should be right up on it. On it, <laughs> you said it'd be <clears throat> difficult. So I've got to find. The How do you link six, Ryan to Ian? The six six steps from Ryan to Ian. Yes. Bill. Okay. So three, two, one, go. Right. So Ryan is the brother of Whitney. Mm-hmm. Right. Whitney. Uh, date. Uh, Whitney lived with Bianca. Right. Uh-oh. Bianca was married to Ricky. Mm-hmm. Ricky worked for Phil Mitchell and Mitchell Motors or Mitchell Autos. Right. Phil Mitchell has quite the strained relationship, let's just say, with uh, Kathy Bill because they were together once. Married Kathy they were, Bill. They were married. They were right. married. That's more of a link, isn't it? Okay. Married. Sorry. <laughs> and obviously, Kathy Bill is the long suffering mother of one ian bill 
Mm, yeah, very good. Thank very you. different direction to what I went. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm pleased with that one, actually. I told you, I always I always find a way. There, eventually. <laughs> where there's a way, where there's a wheel, there's a way. <laughs> so I was the same, Ryan is Whitney's brother. Oh. So that's the same as you. You smiled at me when I said that, so I thought, I thought you <laughs> in your eyes, I could see you thinking, oh, he's going to get the same as me. But then I said, Whitney is Lily's aunt. Oh, goodness. Lily is Stacy's mum. Stacy is married to Martin. Martin is Ian Bill's cousin. Uh, that's very much there a different way to go. So very different. Yeah. We will end up in the same place on this square. And luckily you remembered the difference between the Fowlers and the Bills this You're week. You're right. <laughs> I think a lot of people are confused by them. So that was this week's Slater Family Values. Well, I'm surprised you won. I thought I had it then. Oh, so close. You always doubt me, but <laughs> you're always surprised by your doubt. Well, maybe you'll get 30 seconds next week then. No, that's not no. fair. Too easy, then I'll reduce the time. I'll reduce the time of Martin Fowler's five a day then. <laughs> what, from nothing? <laughs> <laughs> no, from 30 seconds to 10. <laughs> Silly. Spike. So we get to talk about Bex and Sonia. Oh my God. That's new. I don't think we've talked about them properly, really. No. Not really. We Sonia kind of... had her one story when she was booking a holiday cottage. Actually. Oh, yes, when she was trying to get Martin back. Um, and Bex has had a couple of little bits, bits and pieces during the Shaquille yeah. stabbing. So, the Fowlers, the original family of EastEnders. We get to talk about the Fowlers. That's nice, isn't it? Bex nice. Fowler. <laughs> um, so, yes. I mean, there's a few things I really hated. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Post-its being one of them. Yes, which was an Abbey storyline, let's not oh. forget. Which from, I hated then. Yes, when they posted lots of post-its around the market, for, yeah, which the was whole ridiculous. Market. And the and the cafe and the pub <laughs> and the flat share. <sighs> let's let's just forget. Because she bought like a um name sticker, didn't she, or something? It was something. No, she was stupid. just putting post-it notes on her yeah, own food, saying this it. is mine, this is mine. Do not touch. This is. Well, mine. that's how the storyline ended. They bought her a um name sticker maker. Oh, what, <laughs> the ones when you have to punch the. Yeah, that's what they bought her. <laughs> oh, they're great. They are. Um. So yeah, the post-its were back. I hate this. Mm. This was right at the end. Why though. have they done it? I know. Let's just start at the beginning. Okay. Because, and then oh, you well. can rant. Then you I'll can get your rant. caught up on the post. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Bex is feeling a bit meh. A bit blue. <laughs> blue Bex. It's just hit her that she kills died, I think. This is the first we've really seen of her. I mean, she's been whinging about it for a little yeah. while, but now when she's gone back to college or sixth form, she feels like the school <laughs> reminds her of Shakira. I mean, we can't forget how the story starts because it opens with Robbie coming down the stairs playing trumpet. Yes, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie decided to go into the attic and get a box of old stuff. Down. He wanted a comic. He wanted his old, yeah, his old Marvel Wonder Woman. Comic. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much enthusiasm as we oh, talk. Oh, just Robbie playing the clarinet. I just <laughs> bah. There's nothing more I can add. No. But there was a box of like memories from Sonia, which was nice. Yes. Um, so they were going through her trumpet and stuff. She had an old photos and she Yeah, because old... she used to cut Bex's fringe, even though Bex was adopted then, so I don't know how she cut her fringe. <laughs> no one knows really. <laughs> don't don't ever question <laughs> this ever. Well, the logic, the timeline logic logic of this storyline is not good. It's just all over the place. Bex was adopted then. When that photo, that photo when she was that age. No, wasn't she adopted when she was very young and then she came back? She didn't look, mm, I don't know. She looked about four or five in that picture. She looked angry in that picture. <laughs> Things <laughs> never changed. Sonia just took her from her big match and she was adopted into, didn't she? That's true. Um, I mean, that box, it was a very small box. It was barely a shoe box 
like okay it was a bit larger than the shoebox but it was a very small box and so the memories like the time scope of memories in there was from <laughs> about a 30 year span yeah. um a photo of jamie who we all remember dearly now, sonia's first love yes and this shook quite a few people up mm. with a bit of anger yes including ourselves, <laughs> because this was a really good opportunity by the writers of EastEnders to kind of do a comparative storyline with what's happened to Bex recently. Mm, and the someone posted thing. that because I posted about seeing Jamie and how it was just... They saw a photo of Jamie and um, Bex just went, oh, he's well fit, isn't he? And Sonia was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, and that was it. Yeah. Was like, for God's sake. How about, Sonia, you say he died quite young. Because mm. died... they almost hinted at that because she said... Oh, she wants to leave uni because of reminds of Shaquille. Mm. And Sonia goes, um, I, I do know how that feels, actually. Obviously talking about how she lost Jamie, but then they didn't even talk about it. No. Which they could have. It would have been perfect. It yeah. would have been a really... really nice scene. Yeah. Really for nice her to actually remember Jamie. Because throughout the week, Sonia just doesn't seem to give a toss about Bex, other than the fact that she could do better for herself. Mm. So really, let's be honest, this is all very much about how Sonia believes what Beck should do in the yes. future. And it's also what, what to do. Sonia couldn't do. Yeah. Which Bex does say that mm. to her. And seeing that photo with Jamie could have been a nice way of just starting off the conversation. Mm. And they didn't. They didn't use it at all. Like, does Bex know that Martin ran him over? <laughs> her exactly, dad? her own like, father. All these sort of things could have been quite interesting, actually. Mm. But no, just well fit. I guess they may have stopped doing that just because it might have made a bit of a rift between Bex and Martin. Bex would have like been like, "You, you killed Mum's first mm. love." Unless, uh, yeah. Unless she, oh, she might already know. She might. Well, you have to wait till the um Martin she... Fowler quiz on quiz night in the Vic. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, don't use Google. <laughs> don't Google Martin <laughs> who did Fowler. Fowler run over? <laughs> Was it A? <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's well fit. Um... <laughs> Well, it's nice that she thought he was well fit, even though he had 90s curtains. So that's nice. There's nothing wrong with 90s curtains. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> and the nice gelled, gelled look. Nothing wrong with the wet look. Ben. Poor Jamie. Nothing at all. <laughs> How we miss Jamie. I know. Mitchell. Jamie Mitchell. He'll never come. Well, having said that. He can't come back. I, well, can't he? died he? on screen. Everyone. It was really sad, that episode where he died. It was really sad. It was a really good episode. Very Sonya good episode. at her best. And then she marries his murderer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Bex has revealed that she wants to leave, um, not uni, she Wolford wants to leave High Wolford form. High sixth form. I love Thingy keeps Wolford calling High. it school, which yeah. really well, puts me form. out. I know. It's the same. But she's left school, but she's not. Yeah. So, yeah. She's doing extra two years. Um, she wants to leave because it reminds her of Shaquille. Too many memories. It's haunts. The halls are haunted by Shaquille's memory. Mm. And Madison, of course. Uh, <laughs> a lot's happened to Bex in the short time, space of time, oh. really, hasn't it? In that school, does Madison not haunt her? Just Shaquille. Madison's not dead. She probably phones her on a like a burner, <laughs> Snapchats to the middle yeah. of the night. We know that she likes to Snapchat. She does. She Snapchats Louise till midnight. She did. Um, so Sonia <laughs> takes it upon herself to sort of make do a meeting with the sort of head of sixth form, Angela Rooney, <laughs> Doctor M- M- MD. <laughs> um, that's a brilliant scene. I love it's it. So when funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a doctor before. I know. It's like, it's what? Like... <laughs> the doctor that you see when you're sick, Sonia. Or you work in a hospital, yeah, Sonia. Yeah, with doctors. <laughs> then she says that when... She, well, you're a nurse, aren't you, Sonia? Yeah, it's like you went to university, yeah. Sonia. Like, well, I went oh, to university, yeah. but there were no doctors there. <laughs> well, when you were getting your medical qualification, <sighs> it... What? Does Sonia live in this kind of cloud world? I, I don't, don't understand. Know. It was just... 
so funny. So anyway, Sonia is super impressed that she's met a doctor and it's ahead of year from school. So she's using that qualification well. Mm. And she basically has a bit of a, I reckon she has a bit of a crush on Mm, Angela. Spark. No, you could tell, couldn't you? She invites her over for tea. She was so funny. She was um, the head because she has like another meeting with her. And she like said to Sonia, I'm a doctor <laughs> as well. <laughs> it's like, all right. And right. whatever your name, what's her name? Angela. Angela Rooney, MD. Angela, I'm a doctor. Mm. Like, okay. Actually, she's not an MD, is she? She's a PhD. Oh, she's got all sorts of letters. <laughs> yeah. What do those letters stand for at the end of your name? Do you actually live your head in the sand, Sonia? <laughs> it's like, my goodness. It's so funny. And and the fact when Sonia said, oh, where I where I grew up, where I come from, so Wolford, hmm. um, don't ever, the only time you ever see a doctor is in a pub when someone sells out doctors and it's like um dr yeah. leg was around dr leg was Thank always you, around he was like a bad smell at times you know there's quite a lot of doctors in wolford actually well there was no the doctor... they were quite crazy yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> but there were a few of them. they didn't have a great rep there was that one who tried to kill baby wasn't it exactly so, um yeah. anyway. and dr leg you can't be mean to him Dr. He was Leg. there for years. Get yourselves ready for a couple of weeks' time. Or I might know. be doing a bit of a retrospective. <laughs> so we have all that going on. Bex gets angry at Sonia for interfering. Rightly so. Um, the woman, the doctor woman, um, says you can maybe get. She she has high hopes of going to Oxford, Oxbridge, so Cambridge Oxbridge, or Oxford, yeah. and, and and no one else has ever, <laughs> in the history of Wolford High. No one has ever gone to Oxford, mm. or have they? Yes. <laughs> So Bex basically says, I don't want to go to uni. I don't want £31,000 of debt. I'm not doing it. Sonia gets her little fancy doctor girl over for tea at Dot's house. Um, they have another meeting and Bex interrupts and says, "Just I want to do what I want to yeah. do. Um, and she has quite a nice scene with Carmel a bit later, which obviously mm. changes her mind slightly. They're sort of wrapping Carmel up now as her think, as a character, aren't yeah, they? They're, they're sort of one by one. They're wrapping up Carmel, they're wrapping up Shaquille, aren't they? They're wrapping up mm. them both together as one big story. And um, she mentions that she's been approached to join this charity mm. to tour schools and she said, oh, Shaquille will be so proud of you going yeah. to uni, Bex. And he'll always be in... Because Bex then almost flips on his head and says, I don't want to leave Wolford because I don't want to forget the memory of Shaquille. Mm. But she wants to leave school because she remembers Shaquille. Mm. So it's a bit confusing. Using, but <laughs> Carmel says, um, you'll never forget his memory. No, he'll, he'll always, always me- be there. He'll always be there. Be with you. <laughs> um, and so she decides to have another meeting with Dr. Rooney and <laughs> just kind of just how do I go about getting this qualification? Going she to has a university. printout <laughs> from the Wolford. <laughs> so then we've discovered that someone has from Wolford High gone to <laughs> Oxford University before. And lo and behold, who should it be? Libby. Lovely Libby. And she has like a she has like a printout saying Here's an article about <laughs> So um, I've got the article, <laughs> if anyone's interested. Let's hear it. So, <clears throat> it was all smiles on results day, as one of Wolford's high students gained a place at one of the UK's top universities. Ooh. After a nerve-wracking wait for her A-level results, Elizabeth Fox was delighted to learn that she had met the grades needed to accept her place at University of Oxford for English Language and Literature. What was that, BBC? <laughs> it was a proud moment not only for elizabeth fox but for her school wolford high who has never had a pupil go on to attend in oxford college oh so she was the first when asked about her success elizabeth fox was modest i've just received the results and i hope i've made my mum proud and i can't wait to start that was <laughs> quote 
Libby Fox. Oh, lovely. So, yeah, that's what the article said. I thought that was interesting to read it because you don't really get a glimpse of it. You don't. You just saw the picture of the ball figures <laughs> of Libby. online. Yeah, Libby looking um, happy. So, Bex could be the next Libby. She tells Sonia and Martin they're sat around Dot's kitchen table. Yes. Which Martin knows very well. Mm. Dot's uh, kitchen sh- table. Oh, don't. It's been soiled, hasn't it? <laughs> yes, by Sonia. Um, not Sonia, by Stacey. Where's Dot during all this? Well, upstairs. Is she? Well, crocheting. I'm assuming. She is there. <laughs> just off screen so it's all very i would have thought dot would have had some say i was quite place. um hilarious on twitter even though they got no hearts or retweets oh, but every really? time they were shouting in dot's house i said shh you wake up dot every time <laughs> <laughs> you were chuckling. No, one, no, no one got it though you just chuckled to yourself every time it was like tweet one of my least popular tweets so yeah we have all that and beck sort of announces that she's gonna go but she wants to do it on her own merits yes she wants so to when she gets in that'd be great if she doesn't then she doesn't. Doesn't matter. She can always go to another. Like the be and end all isn't Oxford or Cambridge. She can always go to another university. She knows she's smart now, and uh, Doctor Rooney is on her in her corner too, as well as Sonia and Martin, who we've discovered has a magic money tree, who can just supply money whenever Sonia's whim should come about. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, is she going to leave like Libby and go? I presume so. They're making a big deal of it, but it won't be for a little while yet. We've still got a whole uh, school academic year to happen yet. So oh, fly by. I'm presuming that the storyline is just going to be Bex worrying about her A-level results. Yeah, getting stressed. But will she get those results? That's will she get addicted to caffeine pills? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Although that would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so tired. <laughs> Um, so on Facebook, I post the question, do you think Bex will leave Walford for university? Now, you'd think this would be a very popular question, but it wasn't. <laughs> One person said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says, no. <laughs> Fair enough. They're good results. Someone else said, it's too early to say. <laughs> Arv said, no. And Peter said, no. <laughs> So maybe it was my fault for asking a yes or no question. Yeah, maybe you should make it more conversational, less <laughs> clipped. Um, there was also the poll of the week, which involved Bex this week, um, which was asking, after sixth form, which path will she choose for her future? And the uh, options we handed out was musician, market stall holder, nurse, or elope with shrimpy. Mm. What do you reckon number one was? Nurse. Nurse. Well, no, she does want to follow her mother's... Doctor. <laughs> she doesn't want to follow... Sonia would just... Faint if she was a doctor. Yeah, what? Well, I've never seen one. She just met a doctor. <laughs> Imagine if her daughter became one. <sighs> she musician was number one at forty three percent. Nurse following her mum's foot, footprints uh, is twenty six percent. Market stall holder at seventeen percent. A with shrimpy. I'd like to a with shrimpy. Well, wouldn't we all? Yeah, fourteen percent. Um, a few comments to that. Uh, mainly basically saying that it's a bit sad that a lot of the kids on EastEnders don't seem to have any good future prospects. Mm. Which... I did reply to one of them and say Libby did. Before the Libby thing came out. Well, yes. And then two episodes later, they wrote it in quick. So they saw my tweet. Mm. And um, yeah. Well, at Enders underscore forever says that she hasn't been used a lot and she's being very underused, she which is. I'm inclined to agree. She's mm-hmm. a good little actress when she's, she's really given good. something decent to eat into or bite into. She so had Gavin and then he got written out. Well, they wrote that out quickly, didn't they? Um, for... Poor Gavin Price. I know. Place in my heart. What a doctor. If he was a doctor, imagine Sonia's eyes would be on stalks. He's in a play now, so he's doing fine. Good, he's all right. So yeah, there you have it. So that's another week in Walford, as is. it were. <laughs> Just going to quickly reel it all out. Uh, 
as always, we love hearing your comments, so please do get in touch with us at eastendersweekly at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at eastendersweek, on Instagram at eastendersweeklypodcast, or find our Facebook page and group. Find our group. Just look Eastenders Weekly Podcast. We always live tweet when Eastenders is live in the UK, and we always reply and say hello and read out as many... Hilarious tweets about Dot. Where's Dot? Yes, don't forget to look Don't forget for... to like that when you see it. <laughs> the more likes Ben gets, the happier he'll become. So let, let, let him have this one. Mm. Um, and... Any comments that you send to us, we always like to read. We always like to reply. And we always read out as many as we can on the show. So there we go. And I just want to say, this is serious now. This Normally is... this is a fun bit in the end of the show. But this is for real. But it is. I'm really hot and sweaty. And the room that we're recording in, our window has just shattered from the heat. <laughs> well, it's not shattered. Shattering well, it's shattering it's... as we look at it. It's, it's like cr- cracking. It's cracked. Um, it's made those pop noises. I thought so a bird... we've had to change our installation halfway through so if it's echoey that's why because our window is shattering behind us what a cliffhanger 